0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Good day to you. Welcome to Podcaster HQ News. My name is
1: Amy J from the US. And I'm Ant McGinley in the UK. And our first story today is inspired by a blog by a chap called Matt Hurd in Canada, who during a round of uh, lockdowns due to that virus has been going around he found himself with some time on his hands and so what he did was he looked at all the lists of the podcasts that you must listen to that are compiled by journalists from all over the world uh, and he found from 23 lists he found some very interesting results now we all know one of the best ways for people to hear about your podcast is recommendations and if you're lucky enough to ever had a recommendation by a journalist in one of these lists, perhaps the top 10 podcasts to listen to this year or this week or the top 10 podcasts to listen to about this category, it can be a huge boost. What was really interesting though was when uh, Matt went through these different lists and compiled it, and there's a link uh, to the article uh, below which you can go and check out in the show notes, uh, he found some very interesting things. And particularly if you are making a crime Podcast. Now, true crime is a very popular category uh, amongst podcasters, and in fact, uh, one of the most famous podcasters of them all is, in fact, a true crime podcast, and that, of course, is Serial. Now, the really interesting thing here is, you might think there's a lot more true crime podcasts than there are. Now, in his research as part of this, he found there's about eight and a half thousand true crime podcasts listed on Apple Podcasts. Now, that sounds like quite a lot. However, when you look at the totality of podcasts that Apple have, that only accounts for less than half a percent of all podcasts. Yet, what Matt found was on these recommended lists, you were more likely to find true crime podcasts, not just once, but on several different lists. And so he estimates that if you're doing a true crime podcast you could have 34 times the impact of any other category, which is huge. So I suppose my first question there is, and this is obviously anecdotal and based on on the research that he's done, but Amy, why are we doing a podcast news podcast and not a true crime podcast?
0: I know you brought it up before, and I, I nixed the idea, and but maybe we should visit it based on these stats. It's something to consider, right?
1: Yeah, and, and obviously it's a, it's a very popular genre. It, it spawned a couple of different live shows, uh, particularly I'm thinking over here in the UK, um, All, All Killer No Filler, uh, My Perfect Murder, and, and some of these shows have been turned into TV shows, and of course, uh, if you've been lucky enough to see that show on Netflix, Only Murders in the Building, it's a TV show about making a podcast about murders uh, that isn't actually a real podcast in the first place uh, with Steve Martin and Martin Short.
0: I think it's on Hulu for us in the States.
1: Ah, okay. Go and check it out. Anybody that's gone through the process of making a podcast uh, will ap- appreciate the whole process that goes through this. So I, I think that the really interesting thing about this is is, is this thing that he's found where um, there seems to be a lot more perception that seems to be a perception that there are more true crime podcasts than there actually are and when you look at it and break it down and i certainly was guilty of this i assumed that that was possibly you know alongside self-help the number one category in terms of the amount of podcasts that are out there but it's relatively small and maybe that's a good thing because that reflects that relatively there's far less crime (laughs) and murders uh, than we might be led, led to believe so I suppose taking this on board, is this a reflection that um, as as a culture, as a society, particularly in the UK and the US, uh, we have a big appetite as an audience for podcasts about true crime?
0: Well, if you think about it, right, uh, a lot of the movies made in Hollywood are based on true crime. Gone Girl, that was one. Mm. I mean, uh, there, there are so many. Um, and a lot of the Oscar and Academy Award-nominated movies tend to be true stories and probably a majority of them are based on some kind of true crime i mean even tv shows are blowing up because of that true crime just happens to be something where it's not original in the sense of somebody came up with it it actually happened in real life but it seems to be the go-to and i think there is a appetite for people in terms of true crime even for books and novelizations of what has happened for people to kind of read and understand where did this come from how did it happen and it's it's I think the the shock value it provides and also the bewilderment of how is this possible how did this ever get this far what's interesting to me with true crime podcasts like Serial and like a few others are the results that have occurred because someone has come back years later and evaluated or reviewed the case in closer detail from an outside third party perspective kind of thing and either found evidence that has changed the result or mm-hmm. has uh found a body or uncovered the true dastardly nature of what has happened it's it's amazing what it is but i i don't i don't want people listening to this to be like yeah let's all flock to true crime there's a time and place for everything and maybe like if it's your if it's your thing, if that's what you're doing, don't do it just because you think money is there. But if that's like, I think that's where it comes down to again, right, is where is your heart at and follow that.
1: I think, I think for me, what I'm taking from this is what one of the the questions that comes up all the time is I've had an idea for a podcast, but somebody else is already doing it or some mm-hmm. doing something very similar. I think this shows that although it feels like there are a lot of people doing true crime podcasts, Actually, there is still room for more to be in there, and there's certainly an audience out there. So, if that's your passion, if that's what your project is, if that's what your idea is, uh, then I think this is it should be seen as a green light for you to pursue that further. Obviously, there's no guarantee with that, and you're going to be competing with some big names out there, but what happens is is unless you go and make it, you're not going to know. And just that factor as well, in terms of there seems to be that appetite, you're more likely to be recommended on, on one of these top podcast lists simply because you're true crime than any other than any other genre. Uh, I mean, obviously, you've still got to produce a good podcast. You've got to make it sound mm-hmm. good. You've got to have a good story. All those other things are there. But uh, that potentially is, is you, you've got a much bigger slice of the cake at the moment than than any others. And of course, this could change because trends change very quickly. Um, So by this time next year, it may no longer be valid. But if you already have a true crime podcast out there, uh, this uh, should be a big confidence boost for you.
0: And I think the interesting thing as we get ready for the next story, which, which falls right in, is it's not just podcasters of big companies that are doing true crime podcasts. Absolutely. People are also. Independent podcasters, this is for you. And so as we go into the next story and talk about the fact that Hollywood rewatch podcasts are on the rise. That's right. Nostalgia podcasts have been growing just like True Crime podcasts. They are huge and popular and we're seeing more of them than we have before. Now, what are nostalgic or rewatch podcasts? Recently, the New Girl TV show from Fox um, has... Now, showed the fact that they are now doing a podcast about New Girl. So, what is happening is stars Zoe Deschanel, Hannah Simone, and Lamorne Morris are coming together to do a podcast rewatching episodes of their show, New Girl. And they are sharing behind the scenes anecdotes, commentary of what has happened, and just basically kind of reliving the show, which ended a few years prior and so that's the interesting thing it is not the first one of its kind but it is the first in number of them that have come about there are new shows uh rewatch podcasts like the gossip girl has one uh, i believe it's titled xoxo uh welcome to the oc Beep. we gotta we gotta keep it clean here uh is there from the oc uh rachel bilson i believe does that one and there are others supernatural has a rewatch podcast uh one Tree Hill has a rewatch podcast. West Wing has one. Even Saved by the Bell with Zach Morris, um, the character, Zach Morris, will have one as well. And so it's interesting to see because I know that a number of people, Ant, have their own podcast about TV shows. And that's that was one of the number one things people did as podcasts were growing is, hey, let's all get together and talk about our favorite TV show. So this is an interesting twist because now the TV shows are creating podcasts as well.
1: Yeah, so I, so I think what, what's happened here is, you know, we and a market has been established, an audience has been established. Mm-hmm. I think we can all think of e- either at least one movie review podcast or TV review podcast, and there's variations of them as well. There are podcasts that do... A famous movies minute by minute and completely analyze and break down that whole minute, including the credits, um, the scenes. Th- yeah. They, they, they run through the whole thing. But I, I, I think what, what, what this gave is, is, and, and, and you're probably the best person to talk about this with your experience with Haven is that ability to, you know, add a different angle to the show because you were coming, you were approaching it as a fan and, Uh, anybody that's ever been to a comic con or something like that, that one of those conventions knows how passionate people are about these programs and about these characters and even about the minor characters that happen within them. And, and uh, this is not always, uh, it's maybe shifted now, but when these programs were made, uh, this was not necessarily thought about, but the, the clan, the tribe that was formed behind it really got into it and shared the information in the early days, people were passing around copies of the VHS and the DVDs mm-hmm. before the internet was available, uh, and and because not all these shows were available in every territory. Uh, so, I, it, when you started doing the Haven show, you went from just being a fan to actually ending up on the set while they were filming the new series, and yeah, that's you know first of all the power of podcasting. But I mean, like, what was that experience like uh, for you? in terms of like your initial idea to when you find yourself sat on the set interviewing the cast.
0: Yeah, I cut my teeth for podcasting on Haven in doing it. And the podcast was called Revisiting Haven. It's still live because we get probably 50 people who listen somehow, some way, um, per month still, which is crazy because the show has been off the air for I think six years at this point. And so when I first did it, it was like you said, a bunch of fans coming together to talk about it. I, I found my co-host on Twitter and I was like, who is the, the kindest person of a fan who interacts with others? And who do I think I could have a conversation with? We had never met before. We only knew each other through um, Twitter. And I sent her a DM and was like, hey, I'm thinking of doing this. Would you want to join? And she said, yes. And everything was kind of just learning on the go. And so we tried it we we just had fun chatting about the episodes the scenes things we liked, things we didn't like like we were very honest about that but still trying to be kind with it and so after a few years so we did it for I think three seasons and so like the second season I got brave and reached out to the to the writers and said hey would you come on the show and they said yes right and that escalated and uh to your point there was going to be this big hiatus like 10 months and I was like, all right, let me just ask. What if they say no? Then they say no. I already know that answer. And I said, hey, if I can get to Canada, to your set, could we do some interviews for this hiatus? And they said, absolutely. If you can get here, we'll do it. We'll we'll put you up for a day and we'll just, we'll do it. The best, most um, memorable experience of my life. One of, right? And the thing is, I think that we'll soon find rewatch podcasts becoming more popular and common, but they're not coming from the studio that created it. They're coming from the actors and actresses. And it's always after the fact, right? It's not it's not the day after the episode. It's not during the current season where as things are happening. So I think there's a, it's an important distinction because for those of you who are fans of a podcast or a TV show or a movie, don't let this stop you. Keep doing what you are. There, are. there are friends of mine who do podcasts on TV shows and movies. Golden Spiral Media, Daryl Darnell does it um, for a number of shows that he, he and his podcasters do. Uh, MTR Network is another one. My friend Chris over there, they do reviews on movies and TV series, right? Do, do a great job. You should definitely check them out. Link will be in the description for you to do that. But there's still a place for us, and in the, the independent podcaster. So I just want to say that. And if you're lucky maybe the studio will reach out to you and say hey you did a great job before will you do that again and you never know
1: yeah i I had a very similar experience with a tv show called the circle which debuted in the uk a couple of years ago Mm. Uh, and then netflix bought it so it's in various territories around the world now and um it only ran for three weeks we decided to we thought this was a very cool idea we decided to run a daily show in the evening after each broadcast and um our initial contact with the company wasn't as positive as we thought it would be because they just said, "Please, can you clarify that you're not the official podcast?" I was like, okay, they didn't make an official podcast, which was fine. Mm-hmm. But then, by the time it came to the finale, they invited us down to be in the audience for the final and the big reveal at the end of the See, show. There
0: you go. Wow. And
1: so that that shows the connection that you can have. Now that came more from jumping on early and being a part of it, but we were. Uh, through growing a small audience and dedicated audience, we were actually able to get one of the reality contestants after they'd been on the show, uh, mm. which came as a complete surprise to us because usually they're tied up in contracts. But also what happens is you you then become part of this um, clique of, of viewers, whether through social media or through just Googling things, that they've enjoyed the show and they want more content. They want to find out about this person. They want to find out more. And and if you're creating content and putting that out there, that leads them directly to you. And I, I think what we're experiencing with the actors coming back and doing that is exactly the same thing as when these actors go to the comic cons and when you can yeah. go and meet them, get, you, get your photograph taken with them, have a conversation with them, get some merchandise, get something signed. It's that same kind of thing, which um, they, they weren't able to do during lockdowns around the world so potentially i i wonder if this is the reason that has uh propelled them into doing that
0: it might be and it may become as common as the blooper reels on dvds soon But don't know but whatever the case is you guys if you have a passion or you want to podcast on your favorite show even after air even after it's done right if you want to go back to game of thrones if you want to go back to doctor who even though that's still on the air go for it that's all that's our thing and if you guys want to be podcasting and you have questions and and i have put together a private feed of frequently asked questions that may help you as you're trying to figure out is this right for me and you can find that over at podcasterhq.net slash 101 link is in the scrolling ticker that's going by and we'd love to answer any questions you have so if there's one that we don't answer let us know we'll record it for you
1: and perhaps you might find yourself wanting to make a podcast about this show <laughs> which we look forward to in the future until then uh, from myself ant mcginley and amy j thank you very much and keep podcasting
0: bye